Um, yeah, look, I mean, <clears throat> the obvious ones are things when you, you know, we, we won the Pro 12 and that was, uh, that was just a super time. But all the way along, you know, along the, along the road, there have been, I would say, smaller moments that ultimately lead to big moments. And they're ones that no one really see, um, you know, uh, different things that might be with regards to a number that we might hit that we've, you know, set a target for ourselves in terms of participation numbers for grassroots rugby. They're very, very big moments. There might be, you know, a, a young kid who's come through the academy, <clears throat> like Jack Carty, goes on then and plays for Connacht and ultimately plays for Ireland. They're big moments. They're, they're, they're ones that everyone who has been involved in his journey is able to enjoy and, and feel proud about. And um, even as recently as last year, being able to get the planning through for our new stadium development in the sports ground and uh, indeed uh, getting the commitment for the government for 20 million in funding to support that. So there are big wins and there are little wins, but the, you know, the way it works out is that none of the big wins are, are, are you know, they're not achievable without any of the small wins and the things that people don't see um, behind the scenes, but that are equally as, as satisfying. So there's been, there's been a lot of, a, a lot of, different elements that have have been pretty satisfying over the over the last number of years and you mentioned the academy there and jack carthy coming up through it the academy must be a very big part for conic rugby oh, absolutely because you know the reality is any any professional sporting team needs a strong throughput of players from from an academy um you, you look at the likes of barcelona and you see um, even the successful Man United team had a really good um, crop of players come through their academy. Um, so, I mean, that's really important because one of the things that you're able to achieve is that they have a clear identity in terms of uh, an understanding as to how you want to play, but also a connection with the place that they're from. And uh, and that makes a big difference, not just to those players when they, you know, tug out and pull on, a, pull on a green jersey, but also to the people who support them people come along and they want to see people from the, the places that they're from and the, the clubs that sh- and schools that have helped um, helped in their development. But also then in terms of, you know, those, those, those people coming through and making sure that what we have is a sustainable model because it's, uh, the reality is it's more likely to be more expensive to go and to recruit people from outside your environment than bringing through your own players and, uh, and, uh, and, so it's part of a, a bigger a bigger model, and it's absolutely critical for us that we we we're as we're as effective as we possibly can in that space. And uh, you also mentioned that the new stadium and high performance centre is being built. Um, do you think that puts Connacht in a much better place to compete at a higher level of rugby, keeping up with the likes of Leinster or Munsters and that kind of um, ability? Yeah, look, I mean, the reality is. Um, we all get relatively the same level of uh, funding support from the IRFU. What what differentiates one club or province from another is their ability to commercial to you know to build their own commercial revenues outside that. And we've been we've been pretty successful in that regard. But the reality is we have a capacity issue, and and the capacity is ultimately that our ground fits into it about eight thousand people with virtually no seats, whereas the other grounds um, are up to 25,000 capacity with, with a very significant number of seats. So that seriously restricts your capacity to commercialise uh, match day and, and ultimately then use those revenues to invest in 
um, in recruitment of players, uh, to invest in all of the coaching staff and uh, the grassroots game and everything else that that, that makes for a successful organisation. So um, the stadium helps us push through. It's, it's transformative in that regard, not just in terms of it raising the overall capacity, but also raising the quality of the facility and then making sure that that facility we're able to we're able to provide a better offering for people, which people are prepared to pay a little bit more for. Um, the other thing then that the stadium enables us to do is to make sure that the you know that the facility that we have isn't just a a 15 day a year stadium. And by that I mean that you know if you only have about 15 matches a year, you have another 350 days of the year where it isn't being utilised. So the way in which it's been designed is that it'll provide for revenue sources that are on the other 350 days, whether that's conferencing, whether that's uh, business meetings, whether it's uh, expos, um, the likes of those type of different events. So we're, you know, it's very much right in the heart of Galway City. There isn't a facility like it around, or there won't be when it's developed. So it puts us in a really good position to be able to, commercialise that facility and enable us to invest in a, in a much more significant way in Connacht Rugby into the future and, and to enable us to compete. The, the one thing I will say, though, is you know, money itself doesn't enable you to compete. It's what you do with money. So you can get a little bit lazy in your decision-making. You can get and start to build in fat into the way in which you operate. So we still need to apply the same discipline to the decisions that we make and the way in which we use our resources to get the best out of them. So that would be that will still remain a critical part of how we operate.